0: what's good everybody welcome to episode six of d Godcast, the podcast for d gens by d gens today is april 5th it's jb part of your well we're not a trio today slate little sick not with us but it's all good prayers up for the homie rug rug i know uh i say this every time that we have a very special guest today but this time i fucking mean it I think this is our most anticipated guest since episode one of the pod, when we found out that they had been LARPing as a chick the whole fucking time. If you've been paying attention, you already know who it is, and we're going to get there. But before that, the recap and a quick message from our sponsor. Go ahead, Chapter.
1: Yo, this week's recap is sponsored by Mickey Degods, the original Degods sub-community. Are you aching with burning hunger for dust? Well, you're not the only one. Staking Mickey to God NFTs is the only other way to passively accrue dust. And that's on the set. Come on down to Mickey to God's and create your own combo to stake them from them sweet ass dust gains. They promise that dust has never tasted so good. Follow Mickey to God's on Twitter or see Discord server for details. Mickey to God's. They're fucking burning it. Salute to them. But back to the show. Uh, <clears throat> just want to say the day of the dead. Push us over the edge and all my friends have said they jealous of your boys double diamond necklace y'all don't know what this feels like yo uh what else uh peace to mateo elite author clown squad we seen the thread but for the recap first the don dada top Shada, the god sales bot got eclipsed for the first time since february by the new bullying town dead gods bot dgb tbt Hit the ground full sprint, leaving no escape for the eyes of the mindless scroller as hella ominous red and light background PFPs storm the timelines and feeds of everybody with an internet connection. That's bodies on top of bodies. When dark mode. <laughs> nah, <laughs> but uh, last weekend, in the days that followed, literal thousands of Degod holders approved transactions in every time zone on earth to have their beloved JPEGs reinvented, reimagined, and fucking reborn by the pseudonymous trinity that some of y'all didn't even know existed bruh scumzilla king candy the elusive illustrious bro you know we'll get to the artist the art y'all know who's here but anyhow i just happened to spot rank 646 one of the cleanest fucking the gods algorithmically generated finding a new home this morning the nastiest posthumous de goat chance hands this a.m for 725 dollars Solana and on my mama, that's a fucking gem. Salute to the homie Sea of Green for contextualizing the acquisition. Big play. But the sales bot appears to be on that demon time, as these motherfucking all-time highs have returned. I got notice on my girl's phone. Her battery is our battery. Secondly, the new rules got released in the form of detailed infographics expounding the upcoming protocols for those ruminating over death and dying, torching these motherfucking to gods as well as the huge announcement of the long-awaited destination for y'all to let off that full clip of Exiles once and forever. Soon, holders will be able to hop on an app, add the gods to a burn queue to be immutably fixed in line for incineration, allowing burners to receive the predetermined dust amount tethered to their burnt to gods rarity. One burn per day. Commons going first. Stay woke. Oh, and uh caskets were for sale this week. Or should I say free? As many transcended for a rack of dust, but funeral costs about to rise, starting this upcoming weekend by 3.33 dust per day until the first having. But y'all can do that math. So next week, if you only got a thousand dust and you scrolling around thinking about transforming, boy, you not about to die with your broke ass. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> check the current rates. Uh, exiles can be queued up to random daily burns 333 uh, and other news. Magic Eden marketing head Tiff, or at Theofana on Twitter, went on record in a new Decrypt article announcing that the Dust Protocol token will be integrated into their marketplace, allowing Dust holders or even better, motherfucking the gods to purchase any NFT listed on ME in, you know the vibes, first there was Dust, then there were Housekeepers, Dead God Staking is live, 30 Dust every 1440 minutes, and almost instantaneously, the critically acclaimed Dior application beta has now been updated to show all your unclaimed dust balances for stake dead gods, the gods, claimed, unclaimed. Bruh Finn's baby turned into a fucking monster. Bro, if only one dust equaled one dust, oh wait it does. Oh and uh this just in. Degod's just announced that the DAO will be refunding all gas fees correlated with bridging ETH to Seoul if funds are used to buy the God for the next three days to help trim the gap in the entire NFT ecosystem and onboard everyone onto Solana. There's even a tutorial. We'll link it in the description. Shit is limited time. The bar is rising. Number one project on Solana right now. Fucking Shaq Diesel, number 34 himself, pulled up last night in the chat to say what's up. Shit's fucking wild. God chat going crazy. Shout out to the homies that got the fucking leather jackets with the dark shade combinations. High key jealous. But I know y'all hands going to get weak. Did someone say open C? No, Moses. NFA. Dior, Dior. We pulling up in all the fucking stores. Yo, let's fucking go.
0: <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. All right. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, it was a fucking busy week. So that is uh an appropriately busy recap, but holy fuck when it, when you hear it all at once, it's kind of unreal. Um yeah, nailed it, drilled it. We had some breaking news as we were setting up for this. Fucking Gary V on the Twitter calling out Frank for not being at uh I think it's Solana Miami and uh Cannot confirm or deny, but Frank might might be about to hop on the Mickey D God's jet to fly down to Miami real quick because he can't refuse an opportunity to miss his fucking hero, Gary V. So, yeah, word. Crazy All shit. He was
1: standing in line and shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Getting called out now on Twitter by name. Unreal. Well, not real name, but it is what it is. So, yes, fucking incredible week for everybody. Like, holy shit. And we have, I don't know if you could say, the uh, the uh, evil genius behind the whole thing, the fucking, fucking godfather, the one and only the one who may or may not have brought this mass funeral upon all of us. I use the man, the myth, the legend a lot, but this time it's literally the man, the myth, because at one point he was a woman and the legend Delilah how you fucking doing bro dude I'm doing fucking good how you guys doing absolutely fucking. my uh my brain is damn near fried just from the uh activity of this week and and what's it's been like leading up to dead gods and now dead gods and then it's uh it's been fun it's been fucking crazy but it's been fun so dude I didn't know that the
2: review thing happened until you just said that right now that's crazy
0: I literally was getting set up talking to chapter and I saw the tweet and it's a uh, Mickey and it's one of the jits that has a video of him on Twitter with Gary V and Gary V is like, Frank, where the fuck you at? It's not that far of a flight. If you're such a big name in Solana, why aren't you here? Oh, and I know Frank is probably pissed about that shit. But, hey, that's step one. We're, we're in Gary V's ear now. And once we're in your ear, it's kind of hard to fucking ignore us. Right
2: dude we're all gary v fans which is actually pretty sick Stands, yeah let's go
0: hell yeah so we got delilah like i said earlier everyone's been looking forward to that to this shit since episode one when uh frank doxed you and taylor sexually and let us know that y'all were dudes and that you were a hot as fuck dude which i'm gonna like get that off the table right now can confirm like this might be Harry Styles fucking uh, doppelganger that we're interviewing here. Like, I'm glad my girl is still at work because she would be pushing my ass out the way right now to Confirm. get on this interview. <laughs> but um, yeah, good to have you, brother. Uh, I'm going to let you just take a second and just kind of, you know, introduce yourself uh, because everyone is very, very excited to hear about you and learn about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, maybe kind of what got you to this point or at least into like nfts guys. yeah wow
2: i mean it's like it's kind of a crazy it's kind of a crazy story um so yeah i'm delilah that's my my code name um yeah i don't even know how i got into the jpeg business like i'm the funny thing is that i'm not really like a visual artist like i i used to draw a lot when i was a kid but when we started this thing i was like just the most artistically inclined out of all four of us basically. And so I kind of ended up doing a lot of the art. And then next thing you know, now it's like, I'm on Solana being an artist and it's like, you know, people are like, what are you doing? It's like, I didn't even have an iPad. I didn't even have Procreate um, until we started this thing. But um, let's see, how did we get here? Um, I grew up in Orange County. I went to school in LA. I met Taylor through my manager at the time. Because I'm actually, so after college, I was in a band for a few years. Um, and I was actually majored in geology in college. I went to grad school for geology for a little That's bit. That's rocks for the people um, that don't know. Yeah. yeah
1: what are you trying to like, like looking at like diamonds or what? Like going for the stones, like gemology? i was find some diamond hands and I was just like, okay,
2: <laughs> this is not the right place to look. But yeah, so I can identify if something's a rock or not pretty easily now. I'm like, that's a rock or that's not a rock. (laughs) Um, But basically, yeah, so I I was like, I was doing that. And then basically, honestly, for the last like 45 years, I've been in a band, like in the music industry. So that's kind of my main thing. Like I'm like, I make shitty music. That's my normal thing. That's like how I was kind of out in LA and in the world and in a band we broke up actually right about the time that d gods was happening and so at that time like a lot of things were spinning but um yeah i'm trying to there's so many things what do you guys want to know what do you guys want? what kind of music we made like we started off really gritty um like rock and roll like pretty lo-fi like black keys Mm. arctic monkey kind of stuff um and then we kind of transitioned to a little more like indie rock kind of like mgmt um like that kind of more vibe like a little more pop um but we did the whole thing like we we signed a shitty record deal we drove around the country in a van so i've been like you know to every shitty motel in the united states um we've you know played like house parties slept on couches in nashville um jesus played festivals we like we recorded in some cool recording studios we like randomly played at like ringo star's birthday party one time like oh shit ever of heard of him?
3: Uh, yeah, he's a,
2: he's, he's a cool <laughs> dude. Um, but yeah, and but you for sure never heard of us. We're like small indie band, it's like the whole indie band scene of kind of like playing a bunch of shows, being on the road, um, doing that whole thing. So, yeah, we were kind of doing that for a while, and then, um, and so then that's how actually I met Taylor because Taylor was working on marketing with some TikTok stuff with some artists, and so we kind of met through that. And then we just kind of became boys. Um, And then like, I don't even know randomly how we became friends, but we just kind of started hanging out. And then we started, we moved into like a house in Venice last year. And then now we live in kind of like the Hollywood area, West Hollywood area. And that's kind of where Frank and Finn also happened to live.
0: Yeah. So you met Taylor first through being in a fucking band like this, this just derailed my entire interview already. Thanks a lot. But, um, so then how did you meet Frank and Finn? So
2: I actually met Frank. Um, like, we were kind of having some dinner party kind of networking things. Um, and Taylor brought Frank to one of those things. Um, again, through like my, my old manager at the time, we were just meeting a bunch of people. And at the time they're working on this kind of like music NFT thing. And so I think, um, we kind of just all met through that. And like, I definitely, I don't know if we were friends at that point, but it was kind of like, I think we both kind of, me, Taylor and Frank kind of like, started talking about NFT, started talking about music stuff and kind of, there was something there that was kind of cool. And then I think like a couple months went by. And so Taylor actually was in the entrepreneurship space. um, And I was kind of in the music space and I was kind of like, okay, I need to make some fucking money. Like I don't want to just be in a no name band. Like I want to get more into that space into a more business side and kind of Taylor was in the opposite where, um, he was kind of in that space. He had his business and he wanted to get into music and start making music. And so we kind of met in the middle and became friends like right at that cross section. And so we, we moved in this spot. We were like hustling, we're making music. And I was like working with my band. He was doing his thing, um, his solo thing. And then he kind of, Again, it comes from that business space. So he had the itch to kind of build another brand or build another business and kind of on the back burner, I do a lot of graphic design and like branding stuff, but I hadn't really done that much of it. But, um, so he was kind of starting to work on this like kind of coffee brand thing. It's kind of concentrated thing that does really well on like Amazon, all this stuff. So him and Frank were starting to kind of work on that because Frank was kind of in that entrepreneurship space as well um and then just because i was in close proximity i was like oh hey if you guys need to like whip up something like let me whip it up super quick and then we kind of started working together on this brand and that's actually kind of how um that's how i met finn and that's how i met um me frank and taylor really kind of started working together because we're building this random coffee brand and so we almost launched it we like had the whole thing we had um suppliers we have bottles we were like taste testing all these things um and it was pretty
0: pretty cool we were pretty close that Sounds
1: dope as fuck yeah
0: and it was it, <laughs> not that as was, dope as an nft collection worth still millions, hey though. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: but still it sounds dope so it was it was
2: cool because like i everyone i'm sure we'll get into it but like everyone on the team is just so fucking cool such a killer so fucking smart um we're we all like our naval maxis and like he talks about how you want to surround yourself with people that are um like high integrity high intelligence and like everyone on the team is just 100 percent that it's like they're so like they, they're never gonna do anything other than the right thing and they're so smart and so anyways um we kind of started working together and kind of had a good a good thing going and then i actually went to costa rica for like two weeks um and then we moved out of that spot and moved into West Hollywood. And like, honestly, the craziest thing is that I don't think D-Gods would have happened. I don't think anything would have happened if we, cause we didn't plan this out. We just literally both moved and we are five minutes away from each other. And so that's kind of like, we could walk to each other's places all the time. Um, and within, I think we moved in to our spot in like September and like 10 days into us moving in, I think by that point we were already starting on on D gods, um, oh, because we went shit. over. It was just like, dude, it was just the proximity, and then and that's how kind of I we picked the name Delilah too because I'd walk past Delilah every day. I'd like walk to their place and walk back, and it, I'm walking past Delilah every day. Um, but and it's kind of like if you're from LA, Delilah's kind of like a bougie club. It's like Drake parties at Delilah. It's like. It was kind of a joke that, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to make this thing and, and then we're going to go get a table at Delilah and like and do this oh, thing. Wow. But, so
0: we were told Delilah's was a diner down the street. Well, it is a restaurant. It is like a it okay. is a restaurant, um, but it's also like a club. Like it's like a um, oh, word. Yeah, it's like it's like That's an just L- how it's y'all a do street. it in L.A., I guess. It's like a
2: shitty like, yeah, it's like a L.A you know, bougie club. And I'm not even a huge club. Like none of us are club guys. Like we actually did end up going to Delilah, I think like, like months after we actually launched. Um, And it's, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I like to party as much as, as the next guy. So it was like, it was cool to be in, in that environment kind of, but it was like all these crypto guys in the corner, like wearing hoodies, vaping, talking about dust. Like it was just like, like <laughs> all these like super rich foreign guys are there, like girls in 10 inch heels and like, it was just like such a good juxtaposition. Um, yeah. So we did actually end up going to, to Delilah, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it's much more about obviously like the process of yeah. building it, but it was. So it was one kind of-
0: one of our questions from the D gods community was what's your go-to food order at Delilah's? But I'm guessing that's not really the situation there.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I've literally been to Delilah like twice. Um,
0: All right. <laughs>
2: it's like, I think my go-to food thing would be a margarita
0: yeah sure yeah
2: limes are food yeah
0: yeah 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 lime yeah (laughs) two calories unreal so so did you know that you were like good at art when you were in a band or whatever like did you do any of like your album art or how the fuck did you become like the artist for the hottest project on solana well dude i mean like
2: like i don't even so the thing is this like i always did graphic design i was always like doing that functionally like because there's always moments you need graphic design um, even in a band and all that stuff. But I hadn't really like drawn, like especially illustration was not my forte. And um, I used to draw a lot when I was a kid, like um, I would draw in class all the time and I'd draw like cartoons and everything. But um, I definitely would would never have been like, I'm going to be an illustrator or I'm going to draw super detailed illustrations. And the funny thing about the dead gods too, like I'm sure we'll get into that. But like at first we weren't, Going to do a new uh, Dead Gods collection, and we were actually trying to simplify because we'd seen a lot of projects like Doodles. We've seen a lot of like really cool projects that were able to get like by with that kind of minimalist simplicity. Um, and so I was kind of sold on that. I'm like, bet you know, a ten thousand project sounds sounds like a lot of work. Like we can make it simple. Like that's kind of more my forte. I can do vector illustration. Like let's go. And then of course we end up doing like a 10 X detail version of what we already have um, and go on like a freaking psychotic sprint for two and a half months. Um, But yeah. So, I mean, I, I did a lot of graphic design and like um, I was just kind of, I literally was just dipping my toe into um, into branding in, in illustration and stuff. And so like literally the only reason I was the artist on this thing is just because we were all kind of like working together, kind of like, Um, again, we were working on that coffee brand and again, we, we moved in, we were going over there to work on it. And then we heard about, um, one of their friends launching an NFT project. And then we heard about, he pulled it off. He did it in like a week and a half or something. And he, I think he sold most of it out or whatever. And then immediately we were like, oh, wait a second. We could do this. Like we have everybody already here. Cause like, you know, I was kind of on the graphic side, art side, and like, it was just a really, really diverse and like killer team that we had already in place. You know, Frank with the marketing, Taylor with project management, logistics, Finn with the development. And just like, we all were just kind of glued in already. Um, So we just pivoted like pretty much right away.
0: Um, Huge (laughs) pivot and uh, probably the right decision if I had to guess there. Like it's hard to build a community around coffee yeah exactly
2: and it was like and i had never heard of an nft before literally until like a week before we we started doing this um and and it, it was just cool because i think like we were able to ride kind of the macro wave of solana solana nfts um i think you know our team is able to work pretty quickly so we were able to kind of get something going uh pretty quickly and so we were like starting to capitalize and we got momentum um but at the time too it was we didn't know any of this was possible. Like it was just, you know, we're just having the time of our lives because it's just blowing our minds, the kind of response we were getting. Um, and you know, it was really, really cool. We, so when we were building, um, D gods, I think the first thing we were going to do was like, like soul sons or something like, like some sort of thing, but we wanted, uh, we wanted to be like a character. We wanted people to be able to identify with it. We wanted to have traits that people could latch onto. Um, And so we somehow came up with the idea of like gods, like we're all gods, whatever. Um, And then when D-Gods was born, Frank did this kind of whiteboard exercise where we all kind of went through like the pros and cons, what we were excited about, what we wanted to do, and kind of what was the main goal of, of the project. And the cool thing was that for all of us, we'd kind of been doing separate projects and we'd all kind of um we all have a lot of energy and we can all like want to start a bunch of things. Um, but the act of actually finishing something, building something and shipping something, um, we hadn't all really done that to the capacity we wanted. And so the biggest thing we wanted to do with D Gods was just to to launch a successful project. I think at the time we still had PHP So we were like, I think our goal was to see like the, the first burn. Like we just wanted to, um, to launch a project, like follow through, like execute. Yeah. And just execute because we always had all these ideas. And so, um, it was a really, really cool special moment because everything just kind of came together and we, um, we were just focusing on, on building, um, instead of any of the other stuff, which is nice, obviously, you know, like the minting and all this other stuff has a lot of other benefits, but, um, yeah, we were focusing on building and, and that's kind of been the core of what we have kept doing too. So it's, it's just, it's really, really cool. The team is just
0: amazing. So where does the constant need to improve and do better come from? Because obviously, you know, Paperhand bitch tax at the time was like kind of this iconic, like never before done or even heard of type deal. But, you know, it, ends up that that doesn't work. And then so like, who is the one on the team that is like, all right, well, we got to pivot and we got to do the next thing. And we're not going to say, oh, well, our number one kind of idea that we had off rip didn't work. We're going to figure out what we can do better. We're going to think of something new. We're going to pivot and we're just going to continually try and make this thing work.
2: You know, I I'll say that um, because I've met a bunch of people in different industries. I'm sure you guys have too. And, the amount of times that ego can get in the way of, of just pivoting or making a better idea. It like, happens all the time, especially in the music industry. Like, Oh my God, it's like, fact. like the, I've, I've dealt with labels for years and they all just, you know, their ego gets in the way of, of just like responding to the marketplace. And so the really cool thing is that I think as a team, we all kind of just had the ethos that, we want to listen to the marketplace and like the marketplace is king and that it's smarter than all of us. And if it's just like the level of self-awareness on this team is just, is absolutely like everybody just has such a high level of removing their ego. It's like the definition of strong opinions, loosely held where everybody has an opinion and everybody's a killer, but if it's not resonating and it's not responding with the marketplace or people aren't fucking with it, it's like, well, then it's not the right answer. Let's figure something else out. And so I think, um, You know, and of course, Frank embodies that to a T. And I think that when we realized that PHPT wasn't working, it was kind of like, well, fuck, let's try something else. You know, it's like, if if it's not working, I don't think like none of us were like, oh, fuck, we can't do PHPT. Like, it it was so cool. We're just like, oh, this isn't working. And, you know, like, let's figure something else out. So
0: sounds so easy when you think about it. Like, oh, this doesn't work. Let's figure out what does. But it's a hard, it's not a common trait, I feel like, to kind of set your pride aside, set your ego aside, and be like, all right, well, we don't know what to do or what we tried wasn't right. And I, that's one of the things I feel like that resonates with like Frank's Twitter game, but also just kind of the D Gods community as a whole is like, we're all very self conscious that like we're fucking degenerates. And like, you guys are smart as shit great team but like yeah don't know all the answers but like are willing to admit like we don't know what's going on but we're willing to figure it out and try and learn what works and and what you know we can rock with and personally i feel like that's a trait that i share and that's something that kind of makes it so easy to gel with the community is because we're not one of those communities where it's like i mean now we have bragging rights right but for a very long time like we didn't have shit to go off of besides each other really but even now that like d gods for the second time in a few weeks is like the number one project on solana you don't catch that many people being like yeah we're d gods we're the shit like we're all kind of humble people i feel like and that's big time vibe that i get from you from frank and uh something that i feel like has attributed to how successful you guys have been and that willingness to kind of be like all right this is not the move let's figure out what the next move is
1: yeah word and i feel it's dope like the like the whole like paper hand bitch tax thing that you guys could just like stop and be objective and essentially reassess like you were saying about um seeing what the market wants and um really just like being objective and uh moving past like what you were saying about like like egos and shit. You know what I mean? Just like really uh when I say objective, I mean like focusing on like what the objective is, which is to be, you know, really successful. And I think it's really dope, like, you know, how uh, you know, all the different things that you guys have came up with. Like uh I don't know, you said that you guys do the fucking whiteboard thing. I think that shit's fucking dope.
0: And so we we've gone over the fact that you are just born talented apparently. You did music for a while, just happened to be like, Oh, I can do art and a 10,000, you know, generative collection, not a big deal. So the talent genetics is what it is. I want to rewind just a little bit because you were a woman until about five months ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I want to, I just want to, I got to ask about that. Like what was it like to be, I know you're not like huge on social media, but like, was it weird for a bit where like everyone thought that you were this like D goddess that did all the art and you were like kind of this like enigma figure and like where did you have any weird interactions being a woman for a very long time or what
2: you know it wasn't too it wasn't too crazy because I wasn't like really in the thick of it it was kind of like the only thing that was weird was when people would kind of like refer to me as a girl or like make things like make comments or something. And it was like, I'm like, Oh God, like this sucks. I, there's so many like random, I don't know, DMs on discord and most of them are like spam of like, Hey, check out my NFT project. But yeah. um, I did, I, I did see one um, like, I don't know, maybe like a few months ago. So this is like before dead gods. Um, but someone was just like, Hey, do you want to go on a date? And I'm just like, bro, i'm like i'm a guy on i'm a person on on the internet on discord that like made some drawings or whatever it's like you don't even know i'm literally a guy you know and it's like you're wanting to ask me on a date and it's like um but yeah that's the only that's the only dm i've gotten that's like that i've seen that is that you've seen okay there's gotta be more um so that was pretty hilarious and then at a certain point we were just like okay we have to docs that were guys. Um, and it, we kind of felt bad cause I do think, you know, we didn't want to like give anybody the wrong impression. Like we literally didn't know this was going to be possible. Delilah was a place that was really like super close by and it was just kind of funny. Um, and we're like, Oh yeah, we'll have guys girls on the team, whatever. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, honestly, you guys' podcast docs it for us.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's and fucking crazy.
2: Back. Cranks came back uh, and he was just like, yeah. Um, Taylor and Delilah, you you guys are guys now. And yeah, just close. so you know.
0: <laughs> Sorry, saying, like... the diamond lips sank the ship for a second. Um, what? So, what is Taylor from? Is that a restaurant too? Or I don't know where Taylor's from actually. Just um, a check name. I think it was like well, because it's kind of like an
2: ambiguous gender name, you know? Yeah. The word Taylor yeah. too. Um. So yeah, I don't know where where we came up with that. I don't know. I don't even know where Finn comes from.
0: Okay, um, so on the topic, damn, Finn is not real either. That kind of pisses me off a little bit. Finn's my boy, dude. I think Finn has my noties on because he's like the Finn, quickest person oh, sometimes. Yo, like Finn's the man, and... bro. Yeah, Finn, Finn is, Finn is my fucking dog. Um, on the the topic of doxing, uh, can I send a screenshot of your face to the Mickey D. Gods Twitter group chat?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, is that is that going to be doxed? I don't know. Like. I'm not too much of a narc on doxing. Um, yeah,
0: like, it, I don't think, like, if somebody were to ever snag a picture of me, like, I wear fucking a hat and sunglasses 90% of the time. So if somebody screenshot screenshotted me on the podcast, like, that's basically a dox for me. But in my opinion, like, if you don't know my full name, it's not really a dox. Like, you can see what I look like. If you wanted to put in the effort to figure out who the fuck I am from, like, a, a random picture of me, I personally like don't have much to hide. I just think it's kind of the web three way. And obviously you are Delilah, no matter what you look like. So I just have, you know, the Mickey's have a special bond and I feel like I owe it to them to just let them know, give them a little alpha per se on how much of a man piece that uh, Delilah actually is. We'll see how the rest of the podcast goes and then maybe we'll (laughs) screenshot. All right. (laughs) Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a shoey at the end of the screenshot. At the end of the podcast, oh, wow. I should have a beer, honestly, at the end of this. Dude, you guys have no fucking idea how bad you need a beer.
2: I have been in first of all, let me get this. I fucking love the shit out of everyone on the team. Like I cannot talk highly enough of how amazing these people are. Like, I've gotten to know them so well because I've been forced to, because I've been in a prison. But That's I've no, I've, seen them, I've seen them like every day. I live with Taylor. I see that guy like 18 hours a day because we like live and work together. Like the coolest, the smartest people. Um, And so like, so, so grateful to be a part of that. That being said, I am like, you know, I was in a band. I like to, I like to be social. I like to go outside. I love the sun. I love like, (laughs) like talking to random people. Like, you know, and so I've been in like a tech incubator for, like yeah. eight weeks or something and it's uh it, it it was uh the hardest i've ever worked for sure it it's was like because we are really adamant about like full immersion and sprints and like being in that mindset but it was kind of like the worst amount of time where it wasn't like a week or two weeks where you can just lock in it was like eight weeks yeah so you can't really unplug because there's not enough time but you can't just go full sprint because then you'll burn yourself out so it's like a 90 percent sprint
1: yeah it's a marathon
0: Yeah, Yeah. it was. uh,
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, So I'm stoked to be free.
0: My perception was already thrown for a bit of a loop when Frank was like, well, A, he's a man dime and B, he's like also a gem of a human being. I'm like, well, that's not what an artist is. But then like adding in the band thing, I'm like, how? Like this doesn't make any fucking sense that this guy is like grinding out art for this project. But let's talk dead gods for a little bit. So what? brought on the art upgrade so i think that it was like a, a culmination of
2: a bunch of things i think at the beginning of the year um actually for on new year's day like so on on december 31st um for it was me and frank where we had like a little office at the time and it was like at night it was no one's there because it's new year's and we were just sitting there trying to figure out like dust sinks and i don't know if you guys remember there's like a bunch of small little like pixel projects and games and stuff we were trying to spin up. Um, and I was just like drawing random shit and we were trying to figure
1: out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. There was like a fucking uh, there was like a file or something. I remember seeing all those. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it was like we thought it'd be funny if we did like The Bachelor, but like with NFTs, which actually is still kind of hilarious. But... And there's like
1: some shit with like clouds or some shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we like we were just kind of making random things to see what um, what would work. And so that was kind of the beginning of. The beginning of this year we were like okay we have this token and now we have to figure out what people can spend it on and what's like going to be the upgrade how do we level up the brand whatever um and so in january like january 20th or something um we decided to do like a week sprint and we went to the country that's kind of our our sprint place and so we we got a little airbnb we all were just kind of like living in this place for like a week and we we're like okay we're gonna come up with either like a new project or a new skin or a new something, um, to kind of give people an option for, for dust or whatever, to add, add value to the community in a new way. Um, and so I think we, I don't know if you guys saw some of the early stuff we were doing, but we were thinking of doing like a more sketchy version of the D gods and like maybe the doodles like pastel color palettes, um, like a cartoon or like cartoonier version. Um, and I was, again, I was kind of sold on doing something simple because, Let me tell you, generative art is a fucking bitch. Um, And so we were just kind of spinning our wheels a little bit. And I honestly don't really remember how it came up. Um, You know, when we're all together, the ideas are flying. But but at the same exact time, I also was like, guys, I really think the art is holding us back from being as big of a brand as we could be. And it's like, as an artist, you know, one, I think – the good and bad is that since I don't like, I never defined myself as like an illustrator in the past, you know, it was easy for me to be like, yo, I think this art could be significantly improved. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. my life's work in this art and not even to mention that we didn't know what was possible. We did it pretty quick. Like I drew all of those things in like a week and a half. And it's oh, like, shit. I wasn't doing, Um, I had just downloaded procreate. Like I'd done some digital painting before, like for fun, but I I wasn't even using my, I didn't even have an iPad. We were bar- I borrowed an iPad for like 80% of, of the D God's original collection. <laughs> and, uh, wow. and so we, uh, I think I actually bought an iPad after we, we launched because I was like, okay, I'm going to get my own iPad.
3: <laughs> Word.
2: But, you know, I, and I didn't even know, um, like I wasn't using that many references. Like on, on Procreate, you can add things in and like trace them. It's like, I was kind of just shooting from the hip. And I think that, my big thing is that I'm like very much in like an 80 of the 80, 20 guy. Like I can, I'll make a bunch of options really quick. I'll get it 80% there, but like that final percentage, those 20 percentage, like that's not necessarily my strength. It's more just kind of like throwing a bunch of stuff on the canvas. Um, and so for the original D gods collection, I think, you know, aesthetics aside, cause that was something like we wanted to upgrade. I do think that that speed and what we were able to do and kind of get feedback from the marketplace and what they wanted like i'm very very proud of what we were able to deliver and i think the bones of it are what resonated and i think that's why you know we were able to build the community with that 80 percent of it there but at the same time there's a lot of things where looking back and around this time in the country you know i think the art is holding us back like certain things like the glow and just the way the color there's no color palette you know what i mean like there wasn't a vision behind it per se there wasn't any thematic elements, it was kind of like, you know, let's just throw this against the wall and, and like have fun with it. And so I think that like anything, you know, Starbucks started off as like a niche Italian espresso place. Like now mm-hmm. it's like exclusively like sugary drinks for white chicks in LA. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, word. they had to exchange their brand as they expand. And I think I'm like, like, can we please upgrade to a better color palette? Like, because it's one thing to be, faded by people on the internet when it's your best shot you know like if you gave best shot and people are like hey this art is pretty mid it's like okay you know what that's the best i could do but i knew that we had left a lot on the table and so i kind of wanted a web web redemption for myself but i also thought we could kind of level up the brand too so we were actually toying with the idea of doing a new like separate thing like a cartoon something and then later we were going to upgrade the aesthetics and maybe get rid of the glow and do other stuff for the original D-Gods collection. And so in Palm Springs, I don't even remember how it exactly happened. But at some point late at night, like 10 of Mate's in, those ideas got <laughs> fused and we just started sketching. And like, I think I sketched some like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, like, I think it was the plank trait. I think it was like, oh, let's go. Something like that. And then it was. Um, and then the lane opened up and then we're just like, Oh, let's chase that lane real quick. And then we started kind of killing the gods. And like a lot of the early stuff we, um, you know, it looked a lot different from what we ended up doing, but it was like, Oh, life and death, we killed the gods. And then that, from there, that was kind of the spark where, um, we kind of made a couple sketches and then we put it out and then it, it resonated and people were like, Oh, this is cool. And then from there we were like the lane. And I think, we weren't even going to call it dead gods. I think literally 30 seconds before we tweeted it out, I think Frank was like D like dead, dead gods. And we're like, yeah, fuck it. And, so, and then that's when the lane opened up. So that was like in January when we realized, Oh, this is kind of what we, what we're going to be doing. But then became the triple headed beast of actually pulling it off. Um, which it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, I could rant about this shit forever, but Generative art is like the genre of art that sets you up for the most L's because you have 153 or whatever traits, and you have like millions of possible interactions, and you can't predict them. And so the only way is you have to be ruthless with like heuristics and rules of like color palettes and like layering rules. And um, and that's why we were so bullish on themes and like kind of deriving it, because really out of necessity that It's like, how the fuck do we make it all coherent? How do we make it a package? Like you have to have some sort of glue. Yeah, like a theme. Yeah, and it's like, and so, yeah, I've I've been the most stressed for like eight weeks because it really is like a, um, it's like you're trying to drive across the country. And so you have, let's say you're going from LA to New York. You have 3000 miles of driving you have to do. And then you have to figure out where you wanna go. So you have to navigate. And then it's like, you're making the fuel in the trunk while you're doing that. And so it's like three problems of like, where the fuck are we going? Like, what kind of style do we want? Like, do we want to get rid of the glow? Do you want to add more? Do we want to do a color palette? There's that problem. Then there's the logistical problem of like, you know, how are we going to pull this off? Are we going to hire people? Are we going to do, you know, this medium? Are we going to use on Procreate? And then if you still solved all those, you still have to go 3,000 miles and drive and crank that shit out. And so dealing with that uncertainty on the fly, because we pivoted a lot of times stylistically, um, you know, was was a crazy problem to solve.
0: Yeah, we've seen some of the, like a lot of the original leaks or teasers kind of ended up changing in the long run. And I think most of them ended up changing for the better. Um, what would you say was your least favorite of the original traits and what is your new favorite of the dead gods traits or maybe it's like a combo of like what do you think got the best upgrade oh in terms of like the
2: original d god's traits
0: yeah like like i mean Um, you can say plank but that's kind of a cop-out because i mean what the fuck was that to begin with but
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think my I think the mushroom head was probably my least favorite and and I think I think scum was like I was working on making the mushroom head the exploding thing and then we were going to axe that and then we made like a literal mushroom with like like realistic mushrooms going out of it which was kind of cool um but people still weren't vibing with it and then I think scum was like what if we made a beanie
0: yeah that scum's doing that's phenomenal that's a great upgrade because it's just like
2: the beanie is just so much better um I also think like there's some really cool switch ups. Like I think the fruit roll up to the pipe. I think that was Frank's idea to just like switch it up to something. Um, we were going pretty on the fly. We were pretty cavalier in, in the first collection, and I think that that's really fun and it was really cool. But we wanted a chance to be like, okay, we know so much more about NFTs now. What does the community want? You know, do they want a fruit roll up or do they want like a cigar? Like probably a cigar or yeah. a
3: pipe. You know
0: yeah yeah, those are probably my favorites I, I think mine personally is the forehead diamond it wasn't like not sick to begin with but that shit pops now and the ray coming out of it i feel like just meshes very well with a lot of the new art and the new backgrounds especially to the off-white shit um what what trait would you say is the most like you have incorporated yourself into that trait? Like if there's one trait that you're like, this shit is fucking me. Like this is my dead God trait. What would it be?
2: Hmm. I don't, I'm trying to think because a lot of it too was like kind of syncing up all of our, our styles and kind of getting the, the middle ground. And so like in the beginning I was drawing a lot of traits and I was kind of more on that. And then towards the end we were all kind of like, passing it to each other and it was a lot more free form and I was kind of like trying to more oversee if like okay is this is this going to match up with like line thickness and all these different things to kind of make it glue together um and so I'm trying to think of the most me tra- I like a lot of the like early skins or like um I'm trying to think of maybe yeah I don't know maybe maybe like the plank I guess but that was like kind of the on like I heard you, uh,
0: you had to do with most of like the skins, right? Is that true that you kind of did most of the skins?
2: Yeah, I definitely did a lot of the skins um, early on. and like There was a little bit of, um, of a learning period where we like to get synced up, you know, we ended up going with a style that was kind of similar to somewhat the original collection. And it's not like any style is better or worse. It was just important for us to be consistent. And so um, a lot of the style in the beginning with Scum and Candy Apple, it was like, we all weren't quite synced up. I was kind of like redoing some traits and we were kind of like, there's a lot of uh, growing pains, but then towards the end, it was like, we were just cooking like scum and candy apple. were just murking traits. So a little bit
0: of like a a learning curve or just a, this is the general tone and style that we want to take with it. As far as bringing on additional artists with which I'm sure like we've all seen scums art and we've all seen, candy apples art and like they're fire in their own right but they are very different styles so it's a yeah. little bit of like a, a initial hey this is kind of the direction we want to go but after that it was not that difficult for you guys to kind of crank everything out or did you guys end up kind of saying all right you do these 30 traits, you do these 30 traits, and then we'll come back and just tweak them as need be
2: it was kind of like uh yeah definitely in the beginning syncing up everybody to the style. Cause like there's even different brushes you use in procreate or, um, and like getting the color palette dialed in. Those were just things where, and even the tone of it, because I think, and even kind of taking a step back when we first wanted to do this, we really wanted to do it right. And we wanted to be like, okay, this is a new chance for a new generative collection. It's like, what is everything that we know about NFTs? What is everything we know about our audience? the market what's resonating for the last 18 months and how do we build something that is like the best nft project we could build and so it was kind of a cool opportunity for us to reinvent ourselves and and apply everything we've learned and so from the very beginning we were like very ruthless with how we derived the like the tone and the traits like was it going to be the first D Gods collection is pretty like fun and goofy and which I think is is great and awesome. But like, you know, were we gonna make it as goofy or we're we gonna make it a little more serious, a little more badass? Um, that was kind of a tonal shift that, you know, when you have different artists, they might interpret like the eye patch. Like they might make it like a skull on his eye, which is cool, and that makes it look dead but it isn't quite as badass as maybe like the bloody bandana thing and so the skull kind of signals a little more of like oh maybe he got this at like the we talked about like the dead god's gift shop like we didn't want it to look like you went to like a dead themed underworld store and got like you know like a skull glasses like we wanted it to seem a little bit more real a little more like mature tone um and so and the thing cuz yeah we were just ruthless with that in the beginning because with the generative art, it's like, it's almost like hitting every, it's like on a break. If you're playing pool, you have to hit every ball in when you have one shot and everybody wants to do, everybody has their own opinions. Everybody wants like this trait, that trait, but you really get one shot to kind of generate it all and like have one theme and then you have to just let it live. And so, um, yeah, I think like going back to what you're saying with, getting the artists on board, there were some kind of tonal shifts too that we kind of had to incorporate where um, some of the stuff like maybe it was too serious or too gory and some stuff was too goofy. And it was like us all kind of understanding what we were trying to do um, took took like a few weeks. And like really, yeah, the last like 10 days was kind of when when everything started gelling. Um, that was when and the, the real
0: sprint was. was
2: yeah, and I, I was just torched. I'd like never... Cause another thing about, about being an artist is like on the team, like I was saying, everybody is really good um, with their self-awareness and like as an artist to be, to remove your ego, it's, it's a little bit harder if you actually give a shit about the art because you put your soul into it. Yeah. And so when you put your soul into the art, being objective means that it's going to get like shit on, it's going to get killed, you know, kill your darling.
0: Frank tweeted something the other day. Apparently you gave him shit for leaking a bunch of traits and you said something along the lines of like, Frank, we're trying to build something special here. Like fucking act like it. Was that always your mindset on it? Or was there a point in the creation of dead gods where you were like, holy fuck, like this is actually fine art. Like this is going to be phenomenal and we need to treat it as such.
2: I think, I think from the very beginning, because um from d gods we got to see what it's like to just purely meet the market you know what i mean just to be like you know just fast and loose like let's give people what they want you know and and not kind of derive it but i think from the very beginning we were we all really wanted to make something that would stand the test of time and that would be and that would signal that we were a premium project because that's another thing too that um you know all art is subjective um you know, I think there's something that's more skilled than other things, whatever. But I think with the DGods collection, my biggest gripe was I thought we weren't servicing our holders because even though some things were cool and some things liked certain glows or certain colors and it was very bright. I think people like that, but I think it was signaling to other people outside of the community and especially ETH people that this wasn't an expensive project or it wasn't premium enough that I thought we could be. And so, I I think from the very beginning we wanted to make it appear very premium, and we wanted to kind of get all the the kinks out ourselves. And so, yeah, like the Twitter beast is a beast. Oh yeah, and Frank feeds that motherfucker. Hell yeah. And so he's always just like he's he was just like let's drop a trade, drop a tray, or like like give me some. I'm like, bro, let's not, let's not. It's <laughs> like we don't because because you end up taking L's and like. At the end of the day, like even like the Einstein hair was one of the traits we leaked. And at that point we hadn't figured out our themes yet. And we were chasing down the rabbit hole of like, people want detail, let's give them detail. And so it's like, it was very detailed, but it was just kind of like gratuitous and just kind of not great. And then it didn't resonate as much. And I'm just like, okay, you know, then Delilah takes another L. And so (laughs) we're we're not, let's just figure this out. We're going to make a great premium collection. Like, and, and he wanted that too. Everybody wanted that. So, um, yeah. The Twitter is just a beast.
0: I don't think I've really seen a trait that I thought was a miss. Um, one thing that I was very concerned about were the Mickey traits, because those are like prominent and kind of iconic now almost. Like a fucking Gary shirt is a Gary shirt. Almost like on Dylan level, Dylan helmet level status. Yeah. But. I think those are crushed. I think the lore behind those are fucking sick. Um, one thing that I've started to notice, and other people have started to notice, is like almost like little Easter eggs in the art, like the uh, the D Bass Pro hat on the nail in the fish says like D God Shops or whatever, like the original hat said, which is sick. Um, there's like thirty three point threes chucked in. I saw today that the uh like nuclear shirt or whatever that's now like this green kind of like almost nickelodeon slime looking like uh you know it has like faces stuck in it which is sick um i noticed that the fucking ice skin has icicles on the rib cage which i never saw before because i didn't see one naked until patty defy's profile picture um what of these like small details or almost Easter eggs is your favorite thing or what did you like chug in
2: I think uh my favorite one for sure is um is the God Shops one because that was candy apple and um and I didn't even notice that until um I was like auditing some traits and zooming in whatever and I just saw that I'm like that motherfucker I'm like, oh, cause like yeah. no one, no one said to do like, no one, like it was just random and he just threw that in there and it was just like so cool. And, um, I think, I think we all kind of like the idea of, of just having fun with it and adding little Easter egg stuff. Honestly, I don't even, I think I probably added the least Easter eggs. I'm trying to think like a lot of, a lot of candy, apple and scum, they, they kind of, they were just throwing in these random things. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is sick. This is awesome.
0: I, the fact that those are the two guys that like, we just happen to get on the team to help with this art is incredible because like, there's some very good Solana one of one artists, but there's not like a whole ton that do, uh, not pixel art. Right. So the fact that like, in my opinion, we got two of the probably top three top five like one of one realistic arts probably top three honestly because they're not not that many to work on fucking d gods and you guys or frank or whoever caught them early enough that we could be like hey do you want to just help on this collection with us and they were like absolutely fuck yeah let's do it it's just an incredible almost like all of you guys meeting and being like hey fuck coffee let's make d gods like the small kind of situations that have brought us to the point that we're at are incredible to me and it i mean that's like my nft career as a whole right like i started with nfts in top shot and then i just happened to learn about solana through top shot and now like we're in the middle of fucking d gods mania running a podcast like tiny little points in time can change your whole fucking life it's crazy but here we are (laughs) yeah so (laughs) yeah so all right dead gods was a fucking grind like what your day-to-day during the dead gods you know marathon was it was there anything worthwhile were you literally just like in the fucking basement like you said it was eight weeks that's a long ass time to be working on one specific thing like is there anything notable in that kind of day-to-day leading up to dead gods yeah i mean like
2: so i guess some kind of alpha on on how we operate is like I think we all like the full immersion thing and we all like to to go and be in like the same place. And so we ended up getting these like short-term Airbnbs, but we were like a bunch of traveling tech gypsies. Like we would stay in like Indio for a week and then we went up to Big Bear for like a week and then we went back to Palm Springs for a week. And it was, so we were kind of just traveling and hopping and it was, it kind of would trick you to think that you know, it was shorter than it was because you're like, Oh, I've only been in this place for three days, but you're like, Oh, this is five weeks in. But, um, I think like, yeah, I mean, as far as the daily routine, um, it was like, I don't even know you, you wake up kind of whenever you wake, it's just like 24 seven, like you wake up kind of whenever you wake up. Um, usually we do order Starbucks on like the amount of door dashes is, is, was just ridiculous, yeah, but basic white girls. You, <laughs> yeah, we're like ordering Starbucks and then we like, you know, work, whatever, work all day and then do feedback stuff at night. And then, you know, maybe we go to bed at three, maybe we go to bed at four, maybe we tap out early, go to bed at 11, wake up like at eight the next day.
1: What a fucking grind. Holy shit. So it was just kind of like,
2: it was just constant. and You know, I would be like, like we'd have, we'd try to get pool tables at the place we would be at. So maybe we nice. play a little bit of pool. Um, we all kind of learned how to do a chip shot. So it's like now, you know, don't try to, don't try to play us at a bar because we'll all oh, smoke like, you
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing pool since I was like fucking 12 at bars. So I, yeah, I'm we'll still actually, very, uh, IRL, not web three. So
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we actually went after we launched dead guys, we went to a bar that we didn't even realize was, was here that has pool tables and we all played like in, in real life, which is pretty nice. Um, and then, yeah, like I, I would, I ordered some resistance bands um, <laughs> for like the the different houses that I brought with me, and like I would go on runs, and like that was basically in like your sunshine. The amount of pizza. Yeah, I'm like, okay, here I'm gonna get some get some dopamine, but yeah, I just like caffeine, ca- like eating pizza. We uh in the plate.
0: in the Mickey's group chat today, we were talking about like how to tackle crypto taxes and tax shelters and all that, and somebody. Brought up the idea of creating like an IRL Mickey D. God's Ghost Kitchen, like when you know, you know, when you go on like Uber Eats or Doordash and it's like this new restaurant in your area that you've never heard of, and you look into it and it's like actually operating out of like a Chili's or something, just with a different name. Yeah, word, word. We were like, we should make a fucking Mickey D. God's Ghost Chicken Kitchen. Yeah, we'll make it in L.A. We'll put it by Frank and the team. And we know how much fucking DoorDash they order. Like the team will basically fund our Mickey D-God's ghost kitchen. And then that'll be like our tax shelter for the Mickey Dow. And then it was just funny shit, dude. Literally. Do you guys have
2: coffee, yeah. vape, and pizza?
0: I'm sure we can figure all three of those things out.
2: <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be insane.
0: Hell yeah. All right. Um, I think I mean we could talk about the fucking grind up to dead gods and how de- dead gods has gone probably for an entire pods worth, but I'm trying to squeak some other shit in. So what do you think I'll start with this and there's lots of future stuff that I'm about to drop on you, but what to you is the next step? I mean, we know dead gods is going to kind of play out for a while just because of the amount of dust that's out there and the amount that's needed to dead all these D de- guys that we have. but what to you is the next big step for dust for D-Gods? So I think, I,
2: I don't know if any of this is like secret or not. So I'll have to be a little bit.
0: No, it's coy. it's all been talked about. You can literally say anything you want, <laughs> but I do think we definitely have, um,
2: have a lot of plans. I think dead gods was like the first step in us solidifying our brand and being like, okay, Hey, here we are. We want to be number one. We want to elevate to be a premium collection. um, and so, and especially with OpenSea, I think they, I think they rug. I think they are supposed to integrate it today, but I think it's going to happen soon. Um, but with OpenSea coming in and ETH people coming in, I think the next step for us definitely is just to become like a global brand. Like I think for a lot of NFT projects, kind of like with a lot of booming industries, there's going to be so many projects that fail so much filler. And I think the ones that establish themselves to have very solid brands um, and that kind of like brand equity. Those are the ones that in five, 10 years are still around and still existing because they just have that name recognition. Um, And so I think it's like definitely for us, we want to bring more people into the D-Gods universe. Um, That might mean, you know, like having certain things for them to, you know, whether it be like other collections or other something to bring people that aren't holders right now into the world. Um, We want to also solidify like IRL presences. Uh, NFT New York is coming up. Um we wanna kind of be, you know, we're we're kind of fighting for that number one spot back and forth. But you know, if we're the number one project on Solana, we wanna kind of, you know, really we need the presence of the number one yeah. spot on Solana. Yeah. Yeah. Like have like respect that position as much as we can. And like even seeing what Board Ape has done, seeing what Doodles have done, IRL and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like I think definitely that's part of of the next step for us. And um and yeah, I mean like I think like with this industry a month is like a year and it's, it's hard to predict where things will go. But I, I do know that we're going to keep building and we're going to listen to the community and the marketplace. And like, you know, maybe we're making like random ass things in six months that we can't even predict right now, but yeah. um, i assure you, we will be making it.
0: So <laughs> I just noticed you have an earring too. That's hot as fuck. Oh yeah. I got a little thing. Come dangle. on, dude. Let's <laughs> lay off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we I agree. And I, that's kind of been my philosophy lately. I kind of switched lanes from like a flipper in Solana. And again, I was like new to NFTs in general. I didn't really know shit about anything to like. A, all right. I think that the move is to like be the brand, right? Like everybody knows what fucking Bordeaux Yacht Club is like. You want to be that kind of household name in Web3 in NFTs. So. That's why I've started to put a lot more of my faith and just kind of uh, bullishness, for lack of a better term, in D-Gods, among some other projects that I think have potential to be like the big brands of Solana. And we've even talked about like NFT, NYC. I'll fucking go, dude. I'll be there. I'll be part of the D-Gods presence. Like we were talking about uh, doing a live pod the other day. Dude, I'm saying like we, we were talking to Aussie. And I forget how it came up, but, or Aussie, sorry, Aussie NFT guy, because I got roasted for calling them Aussies.
3: <laughs> uh, not, right. not
0: like my dog, not an Aussie, uh, an Aussie NFT guy. We were talking about doing live D-God cast on stage at NFT NYC, and we all get D-God's tattoos on stage at the same time
2: like dude i'm i'm so you guys have to come let's like, fucking do it dude that sounds fucking sick like, dude we're we gotta book
0: these hotels and flights right now because i love new york anyways so it's like i love new york dude i was there like, a few months if it's ago not- to visit friends and it's like it's it there's just something like so special about new york city and I, i'm like not a big city guy I, you know grew up in the south and shit so we don't like I i was never really like into miami or whatever but there's just something like otherworldly almost about like being in the streets of New York City so we
2: were in uh we were in the first NFT at NYC we went in like November and that was when Seoul was just in Valhalla at like 260
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah hell like, yeah I remember that shit all right everyone <laughs>
2: was just we were just the most stoked it was like it was such a good time um so yeah so like we're definitely you guys should definitely gotta be so fun like I think that is such the natural transition yeah is going to this like IRL like it because the community is it's great that it's online it's great that there's twitter and stuff but i think as the brand expands it has to
0: transcend that yeah so delilah's just pro docs yeah word
2: (laughs) yeah i think like all right the screenshot's going out (laughs) i I do because another thing too is that um I, i made a lot of jokes where like oh i'm in like i'm in jpeg prison like let me free or whatever like I'm like, let me go make shitty music. Like that is kind of my, I don't know. It, it just feeds my soul in, in a very unique way. Making, Passion. Yeah. And it's like. You play guitar?
0: Um, what was your, yeah,
2: in the band? Yeah, I, I sing and play guitar. I was to say, you, like,
0: give, you give off big time lead singer vibes.
2: Uh, yeah, I was the lead singer. And then I, well, so crazy thing about Web3. I'm, first of all, so giga bullish on NFTs and music and entertainment and everything. Um, And so so the band I was in. I was the lead singer, whatever, but we broke up in November and we signed such a shitty record deal that they, they had the right to sign me to a personal record deal. So I was signed and like labels are in the fucking stone age. Like I think web three is going to obliterate them in like five years. And so my hands were basically tied, but I actually bought myself out of my fucking record deal with JPEG. Let's go, dude. It's a boss ass movie. That happened that happened the day we launched dead gods. Like it all just came together. It was like, I'm free from that. It was like, you
0: escaped the JPEG prison to escape a IRL prison.
2: It's just crazy. The stories you hear with web three. And so like, um, I do think that's also another, another lane for D gods is, um, in the future, you know, incorporating, you know, high profile people, influencers, whatever. Um, and I think just like some of my friends that are very smart are still like, Oh, I don't, I don't see the lane with NFTs, but, just the technology that exists. And
0: I just think the use cases, especially for music, like I just can't wait to start doing that too. Um, Yeah. Music on chain is like a no brainer and NFTs. Like I get it, dude. It took explaining to me, like, like I said, my intro to NFTs was top shot and it literally took one of my boys that I do like fantasy football and shit with being like, Hey, I found these things. They're NFTs, but like, don't worry about that. They're just like digital basketball cards. And and I was like, okay, I kind of get that. Like it's a very foreign concept and it's very hard to explain. But once you onboard somebody and once you kind of break down that third wall, and it's like, okay, now I understand what this is all about, and then they experience it, like you can't fucking leave, dude. This shit is so addicting. Like, so that's my like bull thesis on this is yes, the onboarding process is not easy and it's very difficult to explain and convoluted in some cases, especially if you're talking like, you know, dealing with uh, a network like Ethereum or something with gas and all that. But once you break through that wall and you get somebody on, like you almost have a fan for life. Yeah. Especially since
2: those fans usually make a bunch of money very quickly too. Yeah. That doesn't hurt. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and I just think it's just so exciting. And so, I mean, going back to it, like I'm, I would probably like as a musician, I'm doxxed, you know? So it's yeah. like, um, I do see my future like definitely being integrated with D gods and, and music and doing kind of a lot of different things. But, um, so maybe doxxing is in the future, but I also don't want to get murdered. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. That's,
0: I was thinking about that the other day I was like, and I've always kind of been like, I don't get the deal with doxing. Like I personally have nothing to hide. Like I'm not out here trying to you know scam anyone out of their money or anything but then it occurred to me the other day when i was talking to somebody about getting a ledger i was like fuck i i i own like like a half a million dollars of these internet pictures like what's to stop you know somebody from kicking in my fucking door and being like hey you know give me your phantom mobile password or whatever so like i kind of get it but yeah. I don't know. It sucks. I mean, there's, there's also rich people who are like obviously doxxed and, and they don't get robbed or something, but it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird touchy subject. But um, yeah, I, I am definitely down. Like I think the IRL presence super important because to me, like I spend, so I, I recently moved to a new city. I like, you know, got this new job in the middle of COVID moved, didn't know anybody. And then because it's COVID, like it's kind of hard to meet new people or whatever. Like you don't, like it just recently kind of started being able to go out to bars and everything. And I kind of discovered web three and NFTs in the middle of that. And so for me, it's like, I now have these people that I've been, you know, friends with for six, seven months that I talk to pretty much every day. And that for me was kind of the, cause I've never been like a, like I didn't play like world of Warcraft or anything. Like I've never been like a, I have internet friends I've never met guy and not sure. not to like knock on that at all or anything it's just that's never occurred in my life but now i have these people that like i've met on the internet that i don't know what they look like i don't know what their names are but i like they're my fucking homies and i would do just about anything for a lot of them and i feel like the, the next transition kind of just being you know bringing that the irl for me at least, is very important. Like some people might be web three, you know, day in, day out, and it doesn't matter to them if if you can go and meet people like in real life in an event or anything. But like I talk to D gods every fucking day. And like some of them know like what city I live in and shit. And like they hit me up because they're coming to my city to like go to a wedding or whatever. And like I get gassed up about that. So I think. And I think that's a big part of the success of Bored Ape Yacht Club. It's, it's like you're part of this almost elite crew, and that extends beyond this picture of a monkey that I own on my Twitter profile. So I think 100%. And I think that's what 40%. Frank I think like to me, that's the next step with D Gods too. Like you said. Um obviously like Dust has a million use cases, but I think developing the brand and kind of transcending this web three twitter discord world that or bubble that we all kind of live in is going to be a a massive step forward in making us like one of the most successful solana projects um and B just like the like transcending the whole web three thing and being this brand like a fucking supreme or a I know, uh, bathing ape just released a shitty NFT. So maybe they're off the list, but, um, uh, what, or do you think we will ever do? Cause I know, I know you said like, there's probably a next collection, you know, in the works. Um, obviously you have to continue to provide these utilities for dust. Granted there are a shit ton. We're talking, you know, raffles, auctions, whitelist spots, uh, Magic Eden integration, all this soon. But Frank has hinted at, and I think it kind of makes sense that eventually there's this secondary collection. And a lot of people want to know, is that secondary collection de goddesses? You know, I think that
2: we haven't incorporated like exactly what we want to do if we were to do a second collection. But um, I think that some sort of female counterpart or some sort of female integration is absolutely something we want to we want to lean into um and i think that you know if there was a second collection that would like definitely be a uh a viable part of it and i think that like a lot of that stuff and like the, the dust integration all these different like i leave that to the nebula brain of frank yeah. who is because like i'm as as the artist like and i kind of like to like be on and then kind of like pull back and go do my own thing and like disappear for a few days. Um So there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, I come back I'm like, Oh shit, you guys are doing this thing right now. Like this is incredible. So um I'm sure that him and the rest of the guys will spin up something fucking genius um and everybody will be stoked. But even honestly, I'm, I'm not even really the guy that knows that much alpha yeah. about that.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm not a super creative guy. So like, I, uh, to me like D goddesses. Yeah. The female version of D gods probably makes sense. I don't know if there's reasons why that doesn't make sense, but I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure that's why you haven't got a D gods one of one yet because we're waiting for D goddesses. So you can have a D goddess one of one that's Delilah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah. just try
2: to normalize Delilah being a guy's
0: name now. Uh, yeah, yeah you're gonna start must... dude there's gonna be a whole generation of children that are are males with the name delilah and it's gonna be all your fault <laughs> it's kind of a cool name like i'm not mad at you know i fuck with it i think uh like three syllables is kind of my max for a name and it has to be a good one to to boot if it's going to be three syllables but yeah delilah kind of rolls off the tongue yeah, I was trying to see if I could sneak out a little alpha there, but that's
1: because of the plain white tees, bro. That's oh, what it yeah. is. Did you the hey there La. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you see that uh f- that bar that somebody posted on Twitter today?
2: Oh, where was it? Nah, not nah, I'm gonna see
0: if I can find it real quick, but somebody posted it like uh in response, I think, to the yeah, uh, we always post like a what question should we ask the guest on this week's episode and uh oh, yeah. bro we all fucking seen that yeah yeah
1: we all fucking seen that bro because it was fucking delilah bro who fucking no replied. dude this was
2: one of them oh did you it reply? was that no. yeah because it was like uh a...
0: oh yeah there we go Slim square can shine as bright as you yeah hey there delilah what's it like in dead Gods city i'm 400 dust away but dead gods look so pretty bro that was gas dude oh, so funny so good yeah you you said you like to step away do you ever plan on being more active on discord and twitter Or that's just not your style i
2: it's kind of tough because i i like when i'm in it i love it it's so fun and it's like messaging people and even like that even that like hey there delilah thread was so funny yeah. and, like i was a blast um but like sometimes you know i I can get very caught up in what i'm doing and so it's like um yeah i'll just be like doing something else that i'll just be 100 percent focus and i like won't be on my phone and i'll kind of like miss the beat of of the conversations or whatever and so uh, I feel that I think that I used to like straight up not understand Twitter at all. I was like, why do people even use Twitter? I didn't really even understand how it was like social media in a sense, but I've been completely pilled. I totally understand how Twitter is like one of the coolest things ever. And so I like, I mean, my Twitter like a month and a half ago or something. So I'm, um I'm definitely going to try to lean into it more because I think it's just like such a cool platform. And like, Obviously the D gods community is fucking amazing. Yeah. And so it's just it's just so much fun. And like, dude, especially like you're saying, like it, it would be so cool to to chill with all these people in real life at different events and shit. And it's like yeah, especially, you know, dust can you know, there's just different ways you can integrate. People are
0: flipping, plane tickets are are available. Yeah. Dude. And like I, I make a plane ticket every day in <laughs> dust. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, one, one, it one does, yeah, and if one dust. Yeah, one does equals one does. Yeah, don't and, forget, yeah, one, does one does doesn't equal any kind of plane tickets. So it's like NFA. Yeah, but no, I get, <laughs> I, I feel you, and I, it's it's a blessing and a curse because it's like I too am like very social. I just love shooting the shit with the boys and hanging out, and like I get lost almost in Twitter, and I. Pray to, well, I pray to god nobody from my real job ever listens to this podcast because i legit think in the six months that i've been you know a part of this community and just nfts in general i've probably gotten done in six months what i would have gotten done in a month and a half prior to nfts like i <laughs> bring my ipad to work i'm fucking around on twitter not so much in Discord because that's a whole nother level. Like, you, you, I get in God chat on Discord, and like, next thing you know, like, I'm having my coffee at 8 a.m. at work, and then I look up and it's like 10.30. I'm like, oh, fuck.
3: <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah, we, we'd love to have you, but, uh, don't get too lost in the sauce, is all I'll say <laughs> on that note.
1: Yeah, that's fucking crazy, bro. So, so being that you're not like super active, like, on social media, bro, like, do you have to, like, What does, like, Finn and Frank, like, tell you, like, all this crazy shit that's been fucking going on? Like, how do you track, like, all the crazy shit that's been going on with, like, the gods and shit, like, on the outside?
2: I mean, so, since I do have my Twitter now that's linked up, like, I will see notifications. Mm. But I also sometimes will miss a lot. Like, I see these motherfuckers every day. Like, so, like. Yeah, word. Like, I was, like, I woke up, I'm, like, in my underwear, and, like, they're on, like, a group call with something, like. We're actually meeting some guy tonight. Like so, we're all gonna have dinner. It's like, um, you know, we live so close. So it's like I'll, I'll get updated pretty much constantly because I, I'm like Word. these guys all the time. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of nice because then I can be I can be unplugged a little bit and then I can still kind of get all the alpha. So.
1: That's fucking dope, bro, because, you know, it's crazy because that's that's the whole reason why, like, or kind of how this show kind of fucking started, bro, because uh, I remember I used to fucking, like, just jump on fucking Twitter. I'd be like, God damn, bro, all this shit's going on. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Frank, like, chill, chill. He's just fucking, like, you know, just firing off fucking, you know, Molotovs and shit, right? <laughs> so uh, I always used to think, like, damn, bro, like, I wish there was a fucking way that I could just fucking, like, just hit somebody up and they just be like, yeah, bro, this is all the shit that happened this week. I'm like, thanks, bro. You know what I mean? And I just go about my day so boom fast forward like here we are fucking you know that's why the fucking recap exists yep. you could literally listen to like the first couple like the first couple minutes and be like all right good and you know what i mean and then you straight so that's fucking yeah, dope though i
0: plugged into like the fucking
1: actual yeah like, oh yeah theme. she's got it <laughs> i'm into the,
0: like yeah i'm like in the
2: analog source yeah dude yeah that's oh, fucking that's, sick
0: I, i'm kind of jealous of that because i'm the same way like i probably could have used a d godcast recap and honestly i i chapters recap is a lot of my news because even though i spend most of my day fucking around on twitter it's like not in a productive manner (laughs) like i'm i'm dicking around with like mickey d gods and like making dick jokes on frank's tweets and shit so oh yeah all right good fucking times all right this next question uh somebody asked on twitter i thought it was very interesting and hearing uh everything you've mentioned about like how you met the team and how you kind of got involved in NFTs and with D-Gods, I feel like I know the answer now. But is there something that would make you move on from D-Gods that would make you say, all right, the next chapter of Delilah? And I think the way they asked it, it's probably inside NFTs. It's probably not like you get like Adam Levine dies and you get signed as like the lead singer of Maroon 5 or some shit. I think it's uh like... Uh, web three wise what could possibly make you say all right d gods was fun it's been real but you know this is this is what i got to do now
2: i think i mean here's the thing is that i was obviously making all these jokes when i was in the thing i was like i'm gonna throw my ipad in the pacific ocean i'm moving to the cayman islands like you're gonna find me with like a huge beard and like you know on a remote island whatever The bottom line is that, like, I don't even think I could leave these motherfuckers if I tried. Like, I these guys are my brothers. I They're so fucking cool. I love the shit out of them. And the things that we've been building and, like, I I think it's directly in line with kind of where I want to go as an artist, even individually. Like, I think that, again, I'm giga bullish on NFTs in entertainment and music. Like, I've been fucked by record labels for, like, four and a half years. I would love to be on the little train that twists the knife and takes them out for good with web three. Um, and so as much as I need a break and I'm going to take a little bit of a break, um, I, I just think it's like, it's too much fun. And you know, we've spent so much time together. We've gotten so close that Like, I think it's, it'd be pretty hard for me to walk away. So.
0: Yeah. That, that was kind of the vibe I got from just listening. It, it'd be different if it was like you were this, fire hyped artist and frank was like hey do the art for d gods but it's like yeah it's it's just almost like you're calling and and one of those not calling but like one of those like you know those minuscule moments that led to this in your life and it's sounded like now it's like well i mean what what would i be doing besides this i don't fucking know
3: yeah
2: because we all kind of again like we were all we were all kind of friends and we just we were just wanted to build shit and yeah. we were we're building like, and all the other guys have all built shit on their own. Like we've all been in our own lanes, and so we just kind of wanted to build something together. And then, um and D God's happened and blew up, and so um, you know none of us were like, oh, let's tap this guy because he's like the best developer. Let's tap this person, yeah. the best marketer. It's like we all were friends first, which is really really rare because yeah, we've met some like first of all, every guy in their twenties in in LA is now writing the dick of NFTs. They are like trying to make some sort of project, spin something up. And so you meet a lot of people that are just kind of doing it for the money or doing it to do a quick turnaround. And we've heard and seen firsthand horror stories of people we know of like team dynamics getting fucked up. It's like, um, so we all are kind of just like, damn, like, we're really lucky that that we
1: don't hate each other and that we we're able to build this thing. So. You guys got a fucking sick ass team, bro. You guys are fucking like the God squad in real life. Well, dude, and even like
2: chill. Like, cause like you're saying, meeting people on the internet, like I would never met any of these guys that are abroad. And so like some of them came out for, for some of the sprints. And it was like, it was just so cool to meet people that were from the internet and then you see them in real life and they're fucking awesome. So it's like,
0: yeah, that's sick. That's one of the things that makes me bullish on, on web three is cause, well, I mean, first of all, we all like, we all kind of know the deal and we all have this almost like elevated mindset of what's possible in web three, because dude, I spent, I don't know, the better part of a year and a half, like trying to explain NFTs to like my boys in real life that like, you know, I've known since high school or college or whatever. And like, we play fantasy football together and we hang out on the weekends and like we fucking do all this shit, but they just can't, wrap their head around or like don't really get the whole web three thing so granted again i'm from like the fucking south we're a little antiquated compared to you know people in la and california i'm sure but yeah the fact that you're able to meet and surround yourself with these people that all not only kind of share the same kind of mindset it it sounds like you know like because sometimes you talk to somebody about doing something and it turns out like maybe they're a little lazy or they don't really have the like, yo, let's grind this shit out mentality that you do. Um, So to meet people with that same mentality, but then also to meet people that, you know, are already into web three or, or have at least the open-mindedness to embrace the web three lifestyle, because the fucking possibilities are endless dude. Like I, my IRL job, I'm a civil engineer. It's about as far from web three as you can fucking get like i i build real life concrete and asphalt fucking roads and bridges and shit like nobody needs my ass in the metaverse because there's no physics or anything like that so uh it's it, it's like the the stark contrast of the people and my background before that was it i did it for years Prior to, like, discovering all of this, you know, Web3 NFT shit, if I had kind of discovered this at the same time, maybe I hadn't left IT. It is what it is. But the the number of people that I see, and most of them are friends I've made through the D-Gods community that are like, yeah, I quit my job and now I'm a dev for fucking Mickey D-Gods and I'm making, you know, fake digital uh fast food items that you're soon be going to be able to stake for dust like the amount of shit that goes on and i i i do a good job i think of you know not getting like jealous of it because to me like that's just not my world anymore like i i'm a, i'm an engineer i deal in real world shit and it just is what it is and i make good money doing it and it allows me the the time and the work life balance to also do this shit that i thoroughly enjoy but just seeing the pure scope and possibilities that people of all types of backgrounds for the most part can you know get involved in, even if it's just like being a Discord mod, it's insane, dude. And I think we back on that, you know, kind of subject of having the same similar mentalities as you and the team have, I think kind of the whole DGods community as a whole have this like grind set of like. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to build my own, you know, uh, career in web three. And like, I'm going to be constantly doing dope shit and I'm going to be building and I'm fucking ranting now, but it's just like, I get so hyped because like all the, all the, all the the rants, dude, that's D way. Like Frank taught us fucking you're a ranter. Like all we do is (laughs) get hyped and rant. It just is what it is. But yeah, it's just, it's super hype seeing, you know, from day fucking one, like the community that we have and that we've built, and it's just all people that are like absolute savages mentally. And dude, I
2: and like I also could rant about the like entertainment side for so long because I think as an artist, what I think Web three is gonna do for artists yeah. is actually insane. And we barely and like, even touched that, dude. Barely, and like seeing how. Because before I think we had like the social media revolution where you could now market yourself as an artist yeah. and you can now, and that's visual arts, any kind of art. It's like you now can get the platform, but you couldn't monetize it. And it, I, I know I we've met people in LA that have 20 million like TikTok followers yep. that have met like all these things. And like even they can have hard times monetizing it in the way that you can with Web3. And it's just the way that you can line the incentives of your community to market, the way that you can tap all These different people and pool their money collectively for a common goal, yeah. whether that's your art or your community, it's like actually insane. I think it's going to completely revolutionize the way artists interact, and it's like it's going to just nuke all the middlemen that have been like yep. feeding off artists since the beginning of literal time. Yeah, I mean, like, word, like yeah, I, I could talk for everybody it because it's, it's, yeah, so- I was going to say, preach,
0: Delilah. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's like it's literally so crazy,
2: dude. Yeah, artists have been getting fucked since the beginning of time and seeing that there is an artist like even one of ones and like even talking, you know, scum was with us for like, I think a month of it and like, you know, we all got super close and like he was, he quit his job like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he only started doing web three art like two months ago or something. And it's like as an artist to be able to control your own destiny and not have to ask a hand for a handout. And the way you can get money is from community driven feedback. Like if you put good shit out, they give you money for it. It's like, yeah, it's the most empowering and I think revolutionary shift that is going to happen to artist entertainment. I still think we are like a couple years out because it's not adopted widely, but it's like it's I think for the first time in human history, it sounds dramatic, but I think for the first time in human history, artists are now going to be in the power seat because they can monetize themselves and they're able to market themselves because of social media. Yeah.
0: And and like you said, you're cutting out the middleman, which is fucking massive, especially in music, like like actual, you know, fine art a little bit less, but um a- a- you're cutting out the middleman and you're able to get this um audience much easier too cuz like let's say you're an artist, right? Like uh like let's say you play in a band. Like I played in a hardcore band in high school. And what do we do? We played at the local fucking King Richards that had a little stage out back or we played at the church downtown that had a little stage up front and let us rent it out. And we played to, you know, maybe a couple hundred high school kids. But now it's like, okay, you're a an artist as in like digital art, like what, you know, you scum candy apple do or you're a musician or you're whatever your fucking thing is like there's d poet on Twitter, like sells poems as NFTs. And you now, if you make the right connections, which everything in life kind of boils down to, you know, having the right connections to get your name out and build your network. It's so much easier to build this worldwide audience of people that can appreciate your art. than it was like when I was in high school and we, we could put our art on YouTube and like, my space and be or in my art i mean music and be like hey come listen to us like yeah i i it's insane the and it kills me that i'm not like a creative person in the like artistic sense of being creative like i have a very uh i'm gonna i'm gonna 50 50 shot this and say right brain uh, personality where i have like like I'm an engineer, I see a problem, I can find a way to fix that problem and I'm very good at like troubleshooting and creative problem solving and things like that. But I don't have like the artistic creative side and the potential to literally just market yourself and turn nothing in the sense of like you would have zero audience if you're just painting in your room or you're li- you know into something that is easily monetized and I've been pitching this to like I have a lot of like creative cousins and family members who like paint and draw and shit and I'm like dude I'll buy you a fucking iPad and an Apple pencil for your birthday like just please for the love of God try making some art and I will help you like create this network and and market it on Twitter and everything um, but I, on a more specific point what do you think that music in NFTs looks like. And what's the future for that? Because there's not much in that genre of NFTs per se. So I'm curious what your uh vision of that is. So I think
2: in like Gary V talks about this a little bit too. He has some cool videos on it. Um and like you said, dude, I've I've played in shows around the fucking country. It's like as a growth lever and a monetization mechanism it's just so not it it's like the fucking stone age like you can play a great show for 500 people thousand people but it's just it's it's a very very bad system to monetize and to capitalize on like compound growth that you can on the 24 7 world of the internet and so the thing i've seen some other artists too that are trying to sell people their nft right now it's like bro no one wants your fucking NFT. Like no one wants your music right now because no one's heard of you. So like people really don't want to buy. They're using ETH too. It's like, dude, no one wants to pay five hundred dollars in gas yeah. to get an NFT of your song that they could get on Spotify for free. Yeah. So it's like, I think the, Before. I think the technology and the mechanism for the way I see it is that NFTs are basically allow the artist to communicate directly with their community in an aligned incentive way where you can monetize in a way that is mutually beneficial for the artist and for the community that has never been able to be done before. And I think there's things like Patreon, there's things like GoFundMe, Bandcamp, whatever. And you can get people to fund your, your EP, you know, you can raise $30,000, fund your EP. That's great. The thing is that the system isn't in place for them, to really capitalize on any growth that that artist does. So if that EP sells 5 million copies, if I donated $1,000 to make that EP, I don't see any upside. And so it's just the way Web3, in my opinion, is gonna shift that is that because of smart contracts, all this stuff is that now I can see an upside. I can invest in an artist and it's mutually beneficial because I put money down, I can get money in return. And then as the artist, I get money and I also get free marketing because now all these people have skin in the game because they've invested money and they want to see their investment blow up. And so you really just get, like if the circles were this wide before, you just get almost complete alignment of of the incentives for people to, to basically upvote and to bring up good art. It has to be good and it has to be adding value to the, whoever it is. But I, I also think with like, things like TikTok, like I was saying with social media that allowed marketing to now be in the hands of the artist. And like, dude, I've been, we've been on a label and like the best marketing is artist generated. Like we've had billboards, we've had all this shit. It's like, that doesn't do anything. The best thing to market yourself is a video of yourself singing or a video of yourself doing something funny on TikTok. And so the power is in the creator's hands. And so with NFTs, I don't think it's going to be personally, I don't think it's going to be um, like selling music NFTs or anything like that. I think it's going to be some way where um, community members can invest in the artist themselves and see an upside from either a token they have or some sort of portion of like a digital album or whatever. Um, And I, I really think that my personal opinion is that I think the shift will happen probably in a couple years when the next zeitgeist building artists like Olivia Rodrigo or Billie Eilish that completely overwhelms everything. The minute that they do that using web three and make like $50 million Mm -hmm. by themselves, like some 15 year old kid, the minute everyone does that or one kid does that, I think everything will shift just in the same way that, kids want to be TikTok stars nowadays. They don't want to be movie stars because some kid did it from their living room in Arkansas and and now has a hundred million followers. And so every kid is like, that's what I want to be," because they see the lane and they see the money. And I think that labels have so much inertia. Like Kanye is not going to do NFTs. Like Drake's not going to shift to NFTs, but it's going to be an up and coming artist who's going to build their community monetizing with, aligned instead of web threes and they're going to make like a hundred million dollars and there'd be like 17 and everyone's going to be like, fuck, fuck labels, fuck everything else. Like you can do it all yourself and make a whole bunch of money. Yeah.
0: To me, it's the ease of crowdfunding, right? Like, and, and I've never been signed to a label. Like I've never been in a legitimate band per se, but it's like, to me there, there would come an option where, okay, we're kind of getting big or maybe we're not even getting big, but like our music is phenomenal and we know it's phenomenal and like other people know that it's good and we think that it can grow and we think other people will appreciate it. And then there will come a choice and it's do we go and sign with a label, right? Because you're not funding your own EP or, or album. The label is going to do it and they're going to take a cut of it. It's do we go and we sign with a label or do we mint this kind of... Music DAO or some kind of governance type token, and that's how we fund our money to record this album. And then we, instead of paying the label this exorbitant amount, because again, I don't know what it is, but I've heard labels just absolutely bend you over in the contract. Do we give back to the community and the people who genuinely appreciate our art? And almost in like the Kickstarter, uh, you know, sense of it, where On Kickstarter, I don't know if like bands go to Kickstarter or or whatever, Indiegogo or whatever. But let's say like your video game, you use Kickstarter to fund the development of your game. But if I'm buying your Kickstarter package, all I'm getting is like, you know, an early release of the game, or I'm getting like maybe like my name in the credits or something. But if you do that with an NFT, you can actually give back to the holders and i can say okay by owning these four nfts i own four shares of this kind of you know piece of this band and when you put out that album assuming it does well because again like you have to deliver and do well as an nft project in order to provide value at all a piece of that can kind of get kicked back to your holders and Versus the Kickstarter thing where it's like, okay, I'm just giving you money to support you early, but it doesn't actually benefit me as that supporter at all. It's like, okay, I now essentially I'm a part of the record label. That's, that's what it it might look like to me. I, again, the, the possibilities are fucking endless, but yeah, I'm very curious to see. Uh, I, I've not seen like any music NFTs, but like, I'm a big fucking music guy and we're all big music guys on this pod. So like, that's something that I would love to just chuck a little money at. Cause I'm at the point now in my like NFT trading career where I just want to chuck money at shit that I like, I believe in and I care about. Dude. Yeah. And it's like, it's just so funny because money, like some people might want early access.
2: Some people might want like a hoodie. And like, when you think about artists, I like to think about it where, you're, you're, you're creating energy. You know what I mean? Like you write a song from nothing and you, you give somebody energy. Maybe it helps them through a breakup. Maybe it helps them feel good, whatever it is, you, you give them energy and that can crystallize back in money. But the only way you can crystallize it now is like giving them a hoodie right. or giving them early access. And the thing is that not everybody wants your fucking hoodie yeah, Facts. not everybody wants early access. But what does everybody want? Like everybody does everything they do. People scrub the shit out of toilets. People like work their whole lives for money. Money is literally the universal incentive. And that's why I think you see these incredible communities on Solana and like other platforms because the upside and the fact that everybody has a stake so quickly because Solana allows it to be very quick. You don't have to have an IPO. You don't have to buy share. It's just like immediate feedback. And we saw that firsthand when, um, you know, Frank and like (laughs) Frank and Taylor were in another room laughing their fucking asses off when we were doing um, the first bounty hunts things, because we didn't. um, Again, we were all just like shooting from the hip, and like they they came up with this thing and they were like making all these fun challenges, and people were willing to do it and people were willing to put themselves out there one because it was fun, but two because they're, they're getting incentivized. They get money, and so you see the flywheel start to go with, with the D God's community. And now as we're getting more and more, you know, as we're getting bigger and as the price is going up, it's just like everybody is eating and it's just so, I don't know. It's just so cool to see how, how that can like grow communities yeah. with things. That are good, good products. Yeah, yeah. So I'm,
0: I'm a little too old to be buying like band teas, but if I could buy that band tea and maybe I made a little, you know, cut of the revenue that the band made you better believe i'd be all yeah. over it <laughs> yeah
2: it's like i would i would easily buy like i like justin bieber's music like i think he's cool i like his music but like i'm never gonna rep a justin bieber t-shirt i'm not gonna rep a justin bieber hoodie i don't need to go to a concert right. so word, word. i would but i would easily invest 100 soul in justin bieber you know what i mean if i'm getting a kickback too absolutely
0: oh 100 soul in so, on justin bieber you'd probably be set for life yeah. dude
2: Yeah. Are you kidding? So it's like, I'm just excited, man. I'm just so excited because it's just so like it, I feel like we're early and it's, that's just an exciting place.
0: Hey, if you ever need a drummer, holler at your boy. (laughs) Hey, yeah. I mean,
2: honestly, honestly, probably my, I'm like, yeah, I'm like about to gear up to start releasing music. Oh, that's
0: right. Oh shit. That's the alpha. Is this the time that I dox and tell people that JB actually stands for Justin Bieber? This guy, bro, the amount of times I get that joke, I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Um, (laughs) all right, so I'm gonna fire off a couple, uh, a couple questions from the community now. Uh, there were a lot, as I'm sure you can imagine. Like I said, you are like one of the OG enigmas of D gods being a woman for seven months and then all of a sudden being exposed as this big brain man rocket. So, handful of questions. Uh, I'm gonna try and get some of the ones that we can get a concise answer to um or else <laughs> this is going to be a two-parter <laughs> um and it, a lot of them are very fun and funny too so I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with this one if you were commissioned to repaint the sistine chapel with dead gods what would the scene be
1: wow <laughs> awesome. wow
0: maybe i think it would be i would be
2: the glorious transition of transcendence from the god to dead okay. god and it would just have one one side of the D gods, and then like you know maybe they're like meeting in the middle and the like,
0: Stardust border.
2: It out, hey God, it's Frank sitting there like with the halo
0: and like you know oh, yeah. the thirteen
2: apostles or something. Okay,
0: that would be sick. That might have to be like a a one of one piece that gets auctioned off eventually or something because <laughs> that sounds fire. <laughs> um, okay, if uh, you had to commission a piece from scum or candy apple what would it be wow i think knowing their art styles too that's a that's a toughie so
2: candy apple does a lot of animation stuff so i would for sure get an animation piece from him because i can't animate and i think it's the sickest thing ever so i would probably get an animation piece i also saw some of uh scums on his ipad i saw some stuff he's working on the death Um, machine i know he's working on yeah, the maquina yeah. muertes and stuff like that. So I'd kind of want to custom one of those because they look fucking sick. Yeah.
0: What's uh what would your subject be for an animated candy apple piece? Oof. Um wow, I don't know. I
2: think I loved the one he did with the two sneakers yeah. like dangling. So maybe something along that line, like kind of just like a scene, like a vibe. Okay. Um kind of a looping scene. I think that'd be sick.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think mine would be like I don't know, like maybe at the bar, like cheers in the boys, but it's like lo-fi animated somehow. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you guys are so for the boys, which I'm also so for. I'm so for the boys, dude. Like, like I said, like the, the move in the middle of COVID to like a new city I'd never been in. It kind of like put a ding in my, the boysness. So, uh, you know, now, now a lot of my, the boys are, are, uh, virtual boys. (laughs) Word. Still the same. Mickey's, the fucking boys. um Of the people on the team, who would you choose to spot you at the gym, and why? <laughs> um, honestly, I would say Finn.
2: Hell yeah! Because Finn is just like that guy will never not have your back. So it's like I know that if I needed a spot, Finn would supply the spot.
0: Hell the yeah! The legend. That's know, my order. boy shout out the homie finn. finn yeah shout out the homie finn dior i low-key i don't know if it's a fact or not but i feel like he has my notifications on because sometimes he is way too quick to like like and retweet my shit and if that's <laughs> He's not everywhere bro the, he the, is if that's not the case finn never tell me because i like it better when <laughs> when that's how it is
3: um dude yeah those guys are
0: always on twitter i love it dude i i'm telling you it's addicting like it's so hard like (laughs) and you don't miss anything by not being on twitter but you feel like you do it's like i i now have this like like almost like a ghost limb where like i just pull my phone out and i look at it and like usually there is something (laughs) on twitter which is part of the problem but okay who's the second most attractive member of the team (laughs) um this is a big question because you are like the throned champ. So, like, pointing the fingers at you, you. This this answer holds a lot of weight. <laughs>
2: oh wow! I mean, I don't even know. I think, like, I think Taylor's in the other room right now, so he might shoot me if I don't say. No, it. but Taylor's <laughs> good, an artist too. But um, you know, so we're like, I don't. I mean, they're all like, like I don't know. We're all normal guys. Like, I think, you know. So I will say, actually, I will say Taylor because. I told Taylor to bleach his hair Oh wow. and he did and it looks sick. And so he has some sick artsy bleach. Taylor, right come out. out here. So that's, that's
1: crazy fun. how the universe works, bro. Cause both of y'all got like, well, I mean, I remember we said that Taylor's kind of what, like unisex, but, uh, like as a name, but that's crazy. Cause both of you guys have like the female names and then you guys are just like, the yeah, hottest, we're the fucking dude. hottest people here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Frank and Finn definitely did that on purpose. <laughs> So they, you guys wouldn't pull any of the eyes or anything. That's
1: that's hilarious. <laughs> Frank's got his fucking jigsaw oh mask God, on, dude. sitting in the hallway on his fucking <laughs> tricycle, bro. Check um, out his game theory. Do you,
0: do you know anything about the uh, the Mickey's Mint that happened and what they're doing with the menu items?
2: I heard a little bit of it, where like you guys basically made your own collection, right? And it's like, yeah. They can stick so this right now or something. There's
0: like uh fries, ice cream, drinks, nuggets, and burgers. So the question is <laughs> if you had to build, let's say, a three piece combo of those, what would it look like? Oh
2: wow. Okay, Okay. I saw the Mythic Fries, right? Aren't there Mythic Fries? Yeah, there's
0: a bunch. They're fire.
2: Oh, okay. Wait, wait, can I see them all on... uh, Go to Magic Eden.
0: Are they on? Mickey, D-God's, Magic Eden, and check all items. Take a peek. While you look at that, uh, I'll fire off another one. What annoys you the most about Frank?
2: Oh, about Frank? That he's always fucking right? (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: the thing about Frank.
2: It's like, guy's a fucking genius. Guy's so cool. Like, so humble. Like very very high level of awareness like yeah and i think i'm i'm so glad where we ended up with the um the dead gods collection but we definitely had had moments where we you know idealistically we're just like i'm like let's make it more like artists he's like we gotta like make pop music for the holders and it's yeah. like so we definitely um we definitely i wouldn't even say butt heads because i don't think it ever like got to that point but we definitely had disagreements um but you know kid's always right He's just he's just too smart for his own good.
1: He's, he's just fucking Frank, bro. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah.
0: Smart dude. Um uh why are the wings to the left? I feel like that that's because of the way that the PFPs face and they've always kind of been on the left side. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um when and I'm assuming this apply is going to apply to like the dead god's sprint, or maybe it doesn't. When work is at its most tedious point, what Keeps you motivated or inspired, or what keeps you going? Like when the grind just almost gets too much to bear, what keeps you going?
2: uh I mean, I think just like the belief in what we were doing, I think for sure was like the biggest thing. um And I'll, I mean, but I'm not going to lie, I, I had like run out of dopamine. I was like, we were working and then getting feedback too on art is like also draining. So it's like you're working all day drawing shit and then you get shit on at and night and then, then you have to make it better the next day. And it's like, it, that definitely i basically like completely bottomed out on dopamine so i mean i like i need to like exercise and move around like that saved my sanity for sure but besides that just um just like knowing that we were building something really really cool and that if we pulled this off um it, you know it was just going
0: to be really really cool for everybody Sweet. so so the boys was the motivation
1: so what are you drinking like like coffee, like fucking monsters, Red Bulls? Like what what, what you sipping on, bro, down the grind, bro? Well, dude, so I don't even like
2: I, I try to not be too like crazy. I, I drink I drink a lot of coffee, but then sometimes I was drinking too much coffee and it's
1: like you're not yeah, you know? and you get
2: all like fucked up. So yeah, I don't like vape or anything either. So it's like I'm like I That's what? Are you just
1: drinking water, bro. Is this coffee, water, water? coffee
2: and LaCroix dude, And like protein. It was terrible. It was like no beer, but, uh, dude, I literally didn't have a beer for like two and a half months. That's horrible. Up. Not that I like, need one, but it's like, come That's on a long time you know? to not have a beer.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I also like, didn't see a girl for like two and a half. It's a long time to not <laughs> see a
1: girl.
3: Jesus.
2: You're just like surrounded by tech guys all day, which again, I love yeah, it. was amazing. Maybe
0: we should get an actual
1: oh, girl on the yeah, team. St- stuck in the dungeon of dudes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what
0: guys? Like, you
1: know, maybe
2: we should go out to a bar. Yeah. There's but. a
1: thought. <laughs>
0: um, all right. are you looking at Mickey's? Give me a quick three item combo. Wait, and do you feel intimidated by Belafonte Fox looking at this sick art? Wait, Belafonte Fox is, is the Mickey's artist. <laughs> oh. Damn, Fox just got big timed. Wow, this
2: is uh honestly, I'm looking through these and these are fucking sick. I think the uh the nugs, Mickey's Nugs, I I'm a huge nug okay. guy. Um so I think I'd have to rip one of those.
0: And then um, where are the shakes? Uh, drinks are going to be spread out. I think you can maybe separate it by drinks. They uh, they kind of smoke a lot of weed. And by they, I mean, I think Fox, when they do the art and metadata. So it may not be the most organized collection. Um, there's a Solana shake. And a beer, and then I think a couple of kinds of de Gatorade and water. So, what's your pick? Your poison there. Uh,
2: I, just saw, I just saw the gold drink, which I think is pretty yeah. fire. I probably have to read that. Hell yeah! And then, um, and then the secret ice cream.
0: Word. Do you want to chug a beer real quick,
2: dude? live fight. Let me see if I have one. Do I have a beer? Oh, you have a beer. I'm honestly pretty down. I w- I'm not
0: like. Let me see if we're I'm gonna record, record it though. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, dude, come on. I mean, we don't have
1: to, but like it's for
0: the brand. Let me see, let me see if Let me see. Let now. me see what you, I could, Let me see what you got. and I'll go, <laughs> I'll go get
1: one. I'm about to say, hey, yeah, I, I got the Dusey with me on deck like always. Stay with the Dusey. <laughs> yes, sir. The uh, chapter.
0: Yo, all right. So, we introed this shout-outs on the Godcast thing uh with the Google form this week. We thought it would be a cool idea, you know, for the community members to Chuck a quick shout out to the boys, you know, make it fun, funny, dirty, whatever you want. Uh, And we'd read them real quick at the end of the show. Being one dust equals one dust, motherfuckers, we didn't really take into account the USDC price of a shout out. So maybe they were on a little bit of the pricey side and maybe we'll drop them down a little bit next week. But we do have two shout outs from the boys for the boys. Uh, The first shout out is from not Finn. And it reads quite simply, Finn is so cool. Definitely not from Finn, by Finn, for Finn. Love you, brother. And the second one that we got is from the boy Beam at B33M. And it is his hashtag D fitness group. A lot of you guys are in it. I see you out there and it reads, you always have time for the things you put first. Please include some exercise in your life. Join hashtag DFitness. Sharpen your body, sharpen your mind. From Beam. All right. Love you guys. We out.